Hey guys, and welcome back to another Cultured Boys discussion. I'm Pepe, and I'm joined by Nathan. And today, we're back doing what we love. Well, we always do what we love anyway. But it's a manga review. And uh, yeah. today... Yeah, there we go. Yeah, there's a cheers from the audience right there. Thank you, audience. <laughs> um, <laughs> that's you. You're the audience. <laughs> Thank you, me. Right. <laughs> right. As you can guess, no, this is, I was about to say this is Manzai, but this is not Manzai, we are amateurs. But related to what we're doing today, we're going to be talking about two series. Uh, we're going to be talking about um, the new comedy stand-up mangas that are in uh, Jump and Jump Plus. Which one is this one in? Uh, well, anyway, two series. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we're going to be talking about two series, uh, Akane Banashi and Showa Shoten, which are both kind of like stand-up manga. You want to say stand-up manga? I, I would say comedy. Um, one is definitely stand-up comedy. One is comedy in a... I, I don't want to say hard to explain, but we'll get there. Yeah. We'll, we'll get to yeah. it. But anyway, both of these focus on comedy entertainment rather than your typical like Bobo or Psyche, which are telling a comedy story. So, yes. But yeah, let's just jump into it with our first series, uh, Akane Banashi. So uh, do you want to give us a little lowdown, Nathan, with this? Sure. So Akane Banashi is about a girl called Akane who is really into Rakugo. It's a form of storytelling where the Rakugoka, the, the person who is performing the story, is sat on a cushion and everything ex is expressed through their words and their body. So it's basically like acting, but you're like stuck in one spot. It's very like minimalist, so it's very reliant on the actual person's acting skills, you know, like how you would represent different characters, change your voice, all that kind of thing. Basically revolves around how Akane wants to be a Rakugoka because her dad was one and she was like enamored with her dad telling these stories and she would practice by watching him like practice through an open door. Uh, her dad was trying to take an exam at his school, the Arakawa school, to become like the highest level of Rakugo. Then I guess the leader of the Arakawa school or like the most senior sensei there, Ishio Arakawa, basically expels every person at that exam. And then Akane takes it upon herself to get taught by her dad's sensei, Shiguma Arakawa, to become a Rakugoka. And the story is basically that, how she is learning Rakugo and how she'll improve and try to be the best Rakugoka there ever was. Mm-hmm. Yes. To do comedy is her real test to... <laughs> learn it is of course anyway <laughs> uh, um but yeah this is a, a new series in jump uh like it's got nine chapters out at the time of this recording yes um and the thing is with the, that first chapter as well is that it kind of sets up the series perfectly like this is like a lot of the backstory in the first one and like from episode two uh, episode uh, from uh chapter two onwards it's more of like her story and how she develops as a um rakugoka Yes. yes, Rakugoka. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it's like it's one of those ones that when this chapter first came out, because I read it when it first got released in Jump, and um, I was like, I wasn't expecting. I thought I'd be. You, you get like a small intro to her character. You see that she has talent for Rakugo, 
But um, like you never see it like obviously fully developed sort of thing. It's more focused on her dad's side of the story. But yeah. um, like at the end, that's where you see her step into the basically the Rakugo world, and like uh, and from chapter two onwards, that's where she, you actually see her style, see how she develops, and even now in the like later chapters they're out right now, the seven, eight, nine. Uh, there it's kind of like her going through like a little training arc, like learning like how to like finesse her skills in Rakugo. Yeah, unlike Pepe, I didn't actually read it when it first came out. I read it all. I think like last week as of time recording, like I, I read it all in one go from one to nine. I remember Pepe telling me that it was strange. Like he didn't quite get everything, but that he would continue just to give it a go. Right. I kind of understand what you meant. Like had I not read it all in one go like that, I also wouldn't have got it. Cause I guess in the West, it's kind of like outside of just normal acting right we don't really have that sort of concept of rakugo you know like storytelling in that way anymore do you know what i mean like so oh, absolutely not yeah it's a very different form of comedy that anyone in the west would be used to yeah it, and it's hard to explain it because again from the west we're just sort of like i mean i don't get why it's funny it's just someone yeah. like <laughs> sat there and like telling a story and they're acting right but then you, mm -hmm. I guess the the thought in the West is why wouldn't you just be acting, you know, like a stage play or something? It, yeah. But it is a stage play in a, in a sense. It's it's very reliant on your storytelling aspects of it. It's it's how you your quality is as a performer and a storyteller. Yeah. Because especially within this series as well, like you, they do it really well. Like right now, I'm I'm not exactly going to call myself a Rakugo like pro just from reading this one manga, but they do like they do their best to like sort of, like bring you up to speed on what Rakugo actually is. Yeah, and they actually do try to make each Rakugo like different. Like yeah. each like so far the characters we've seen, they've got different qualities that someone else doesn't have. Mm. Whilst the Kane is very expressive and good at like. Uh, changing her her mannerisms to really put across the other characters like her acting skills are really great mm. like one of the other characters name escapes me right now um, who is a, a super rising star at the moment and essentially for now like her rival or yeah. she's sort of set as her rival uh, that person is really good at like singing and doing seductive female characters <laughs> even though yeah. he's male like so it's like they do say that like the Rakugokas have different qualities to them and they try their best to make you like Pepe said, like understand Rakugo as a whole whilst also individualizing characters. Yeah. It's, it's, it's not an easy thing to do uh, like in a manga in general. And it's even harder to get across in a translation. For yeah. A series. Like this is, this is the thing where you have to give props to the, um, the translation team at, um, during the Shreisha plus app. Because realistically, this is a hard one to get across, especially with the certain storytelling as well. Exactly. Like, it's a concept we don't even really have. So you have to explain that. And there's the cultural differences. You know, in one of the chapters, it's like they explain that there's different stories depending on your level. But like all the stories were written from like the Middle Ages. Because yeah. Rakugo is for like the average person. But all those people back then were like fishermen, farmers, like... Mm. 
merchants and stuff like it's like it's a very interesting way of uh trying to get that across <laughs> yeah so even if we did hear these stories we the translation team would have such a hard time trying to make that understandable to us because it's a lifestyle that no one in the west would have really lived exactly the same because no. they're not a japanese fisherman a japanese farmer <laughs> a japanese merchant or whatever do you know what i mean like yeah like going into this but like, imagine reading this as your first manga <laughs> like this would oh. be like if you had no insight into japan whatsoever and you just picked up this one like oh, okay i'll give this a shot it's a re- i'd reckon it'd be a tough one to get into it'd be a very tough sell yeah um but it's it i do like the idea of it i think it's a very unique idea that we haven't really seen before um and it's quite funny how this and uh Shoha uh shoten um it kind of like they they're both talk like going for that entertainment angle and it's yeah. like the lifestyle of a comedian or storyteller and it's it's interesting to see this perspective of a manga like i, I it's nothing we, we've it, i i kind of put it down similarly to um something like uh, bakuman if anyone's yeah. read that before like yeah, i know you you and i both have nathan uh it's like basically like the behind the scenes of writing a manga whereas like this is like the behind the scenes of doing like Manza becoming or a performer, yeah, like the whole like soul of like being a performer, what it takes to be a performer, and like I, I love the like what I really like the idea of is uh, the mangaka and um, like the artist, all those like just doing the research into these sort of things and what it takes to be like in this profession. We've said it before, but I'm pretty sure on a previous episode that like weirdly these sort of like outside of the conventional box of manga themes that these kind of manga can do really well they they are actually really interesting if you give them a chance because like you'll learn about something you you had no idea existed Mm, or like in the example of bakuman like you know what a manga is you know someone draws it and someone has to write up the you know someone writes the story sometimes that person is the same as the artist sometimes it isn't but like you don't know much more than that. And like mm. you learn so much about how these things are produced. Mm. So that's why like I'm kind of like Pepper. I'm actually really glad that both of these exist right now because Japanese comedy is just something I never understood. And I'm kind of hoping the same. I, I guess both of us are kind of hoping that by reading these, we get a little more understanding for this enigma that is Japanese comedy. Mm. They they give you a lot of information about it as well. It's not like you're just thrown into the deep end, like expecting to know what Rakugo or Manzai is. Um, yeah, it is like they do clue you up really well in it, and like so you can get into it quite easily. I can, I can, I can kind of see this going quite far as well, just because it is a very unique style of manga. I hope it goes far because yeah, I I also like that. Like Pepe said about Akane Banashi, that she had a small training section already mm. but it was really unconventional training yeah but it also made so much logical sense at the same time after it <laughs> happened do you know what i mean because yeah. like i don't i don't want to spoil it because there's like you know very few chapters so go out and read it please mm. but pepper you'll know what i'm saying like you just when she gets sent for her training you're like what <laughs> why there I kind of get it, but like, why? It kind of reminds me of the um, Karate Kid. 
kind of style of training. You know, like where he's in, oh, do um, wax the windows. Like, yeah, I mean, <laughs> or even, kind of <laughs> you know, yeah. early Dragon Ball, where Goku and Krillin train with Master Roshi, and he's like, we're delivering milk. Yeah. And they're like, why? Just deliver the milk. We're, we're plowing the fields. Like, those kind of weird training, yeah. like, styles, I kind of like that. Mm-hmm. It, 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 it really it catches you off guard. It really does catch you off guard, and you're like, and then you see the results of it afterwards. That's like you see the fruits of the labor. Yeah, like, like and then ev- when everything clicks, and you're like, oh my god, that was so clever. Mm-hmm. Like that, w- I would never have thought of that personally. Yeah, with martial arts or mangas, that kind of, like you kind of like lend that. You can kind of see how it connects, but it's like with the um, Akane, Akane Banashi. Obviously, you don't. You're not exactly clued up about the uh, profession itself. Yeah. So seeing their methods of training, you're like, how does this actually help? And then it actually, like, it's it's something that you can't really expect to like go. Like you don't, you don't like you know like um coming through being like, oh, I knew that was gonna happen. You're like, oh, okay, sh- that's the reason why they did this. It's like this through this thing and like all these see it sort of means. Um, it makes sense, as Nathan said, it does make sense, and I I like it. I I think it's like. It's an interesting way of uh, telling the story. Yeah. yeah, I mean, they in the chapters where she's training, they do try to explain. And it's not so much that you don't understand how she'll learn. It's just, it's sort of like, oh, I thought she was going to do something more conventional, you know, mm. like go in to a master and sit, you know, and learn <laughs> yeah. whilst watching or like just go and watch a bunch of Rakugo and try and figure it out kind of thing. But it's it's not so cut and dry like that, you know, like mm. in every other shonen, I guess, because all the other shonen are battle. So you just expect to see like montages of them like mm. pro- <laughs> training and fighting and lifting heavy things and whatever, you know, like all the training montages you've always seen. But I have high, ho- I really do have really really high hopes for Akane Banashi. Like I've really been enjoying it, even though I don't understand it like that that is 100 percent my thoughts as well like um i just love the unique storytelling of this because this is a thing that's happening right now like we always discuss it about jump um in these episodes and i think a common theme that always comes up with us is that jump is always throwing shit at the wall and seeing what sticks and like right now this is so unique compared to like say something like a like a shonen manga yeah like there's like this battle like you always fall into those tropes whereas this one doesn't like doesn't feel as tropey at all like I, like the tropes are very minimal in this if i were to actually try and find any yeah i can't um, find any the only the only one that i can probably say is probably about akane's past and how like her dad's an inspiration but that's just character like you need to have a character's motivations at the end of the day you can't just we can't nitpick those sort of things i, I think know. i could only think of one and that's that she's got the senpais Mm-hmm. And they're they're oh, all yeah. kind of tropey <laughs> in that sense, yeah. mm-hmm. like because she's got the serious one that's you know helping her. She's got the one that doesn't want to be responsible because there's too much pressure, and then she's got the one that just doesn't care. You know, like yeah, her senpais in the Arakawa school are very trophy. Yeah, okay, they are. Quite... <laughs> I completely forgot about them as well, but um. Yeah, I, I, we've only seen one senpai. Well, that's the thing. Like, we've only like one of a, one of the senpais. I can't remember his name right now. Um, he's the one that's kind of helping Akane train a little bit. Yeah. Um, but like, we haven't actually seen his Rakugo in action yet, 
And it's only like at the end of chapter nine, he's like, he's seen her perform, seen the fruits of her labor after the training. And he's like, well, now I have to bring out the big guns as well. So in the next chapter, we're going to he- see his style of Rakugo. And I'm very excited to uh, see Yeah, that. same. Like, because he's, again, like we said, he, he's a kind of tropey because he's like the serious senpai. Mm. The one who's yeah. like really, really into his craft and really, really into helping her get better at what she does. Mm. And um, I just, I I don't have any frame of reference for what his style could be. Because like, you know, again, like Akane's really expressive. And the other guy and all the others are like, you know, got these other qualities. And I'm like, he's just a straight man. Like, what is he going to do? But that's that's the thing because because he's so straight. I, I I'm really looking forward to see like something off the cuff, like something you wouldn't ever expect from him. Like because obviously he's a performer and an actor, yeah. so he's gonna bring like some mad skills. I reckon. Like, I hope so. Like yeah. One thing I also wanted to mention though is um mm-hmm. for the art, the normal yeah. art style is really good already. But you know yeah. sometimes when they're performing the stories and then they go into that traditional oh, art style, I yeah. really like that. It even love, looks yeah. like a like traditional brush. Oh man, it, it looks so good. It's it's such a good way to like dif- differentiate the current like what's going on in the scene and the storytelling as well. I, like, I mean, my favorite um, frames are the ones that have like Akane or one of the characters doing the same pose, and it's like the mm-hmm. juxtaposition of the normal art style and the traditional art style. I love those frames. Yeah, they're so they're, it's so good. Like seeing like, the art really does lend itself, and it's worth saying as well that um, the artist for this manga, um, they uh, they have been serialized in Weekly Jump before um, for a um, is a football manga. Uh, I think it's called Ole Galaza. I think it only lasted fourteen chapters, and it's about it's about a um, guy who. Absolutely loves Taekwondo, but gets kicked out from his class and joins a football team. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But it only lasted 14 chapters. And I think it was one of those ones where, like, it just didn't land, like, in Jump. Like, it just didn't smack whatsoever. Um, But I I guess because it's falling into that whole sports manga, and realistically, I think, was it between 2016 and 2017... You did have a series like Haikyuu and Jump, and like some, I'm pretty sure there might have been some other sports manga there as well. Um, <laughs> I've probably uh, read them and forgot them already. Exactly. <laughs> that's, that's the thing. There was such a quick turnaround on sports manga and Jump at the time. And probably like still at this point, I, f- I don't think they've like put a proper sport manga in Jump apart from uh, Blue Box right now. Yeah. And even then, that's a rom Blue Box is, manga. yeah, it's not even like a normal. <laughs> sport manga but um yeah i think it's a tough one right now to get those uh get the eyes on that right now and jump but again like i think that's why i I think this one's doing so well though this is why i kind of been actually doing well it's because it is a unique selling point yeah and it isn't just honestly sports manga it isn't just a shonen it is like a a lifestyle kind of one honestly uh moe takamasa's art oh so Mm. good in this so good like the characters, okay, some of them look kind of generic-y, but I guess mm-hmm. that's on purpose. It's a tough one to sell, like, with if you're making a character that's... Because this is set in the real world at the end of the day, and if you put someone that's very over-the-top looking in it, it yeah. kind of takes away from the realism of the series a bit as well, I'd say. Yeah. 
Like, so you have to like, it's not good. You have to sort of downplay those like key, like over the top characteristics, I guess. But I don't know. I think is the art like lends it like really yeah. well. I think like, and that's also not to you know downplay the writing of Suenaga Yuki. Like this team are doing some great work right now. I hope they get the chance to continue. Yeah, you know, I feel like um, they actually both worked on the series together before, but it was only a one shot. Oh, okay. got released last year uh so i think the probably like the reception from that i don't know what the one shot is about unfortunately i didn't uh, i can't remember the name of the series and i can't i don't actually know what it's about but i know they have worked on something before it's been in jump um just one chapter but uh, maybe like that got such a good reception that they've i don't know jump headers for like it's good to see this and maybe we can actually like use this parry again to come up with a new story or something but yeah Fantastic. I, I hope that's the case because, again, like it was some good stuff. It's yeah. uh, I don't know what I said was it's good stuff, right? <laughs> like, yeah, it that is sounds good like stuff. that. That sounds like um I don't know. It sounds like I'm trying to throw some shade or I'm trying to predict something that I don't want to happen. <laughs> it's good yeah. stuff. It's a recommendation for definite. It's uh again, it's a hard sell. You gotta kind of go in with. I don't want to say no expectations, but you know what I mean? Like you got to go in understanding that you're not going to know anything. Yeah. Like bear in mind, you probably will have to be like, you have to like really think about what Rakugo is. And like, if you have no idea about it, this series will help you along with it. Yeah. But like, so, I, like it wouldn't help to do some outside knowledge as well, like looking into it. Cause um, I don't know if you ever like seen them about Nathan. But um, in London right now, I've, I've always seen these flyers, mainly it was at Hyper Japan, the convention that was going on around like a while ago. But um, there's actually um, a Rakugo entertainer that is around London. Uh, it's called um, Katsura Sunshine. I've Maybe never, heard of I've never seen that. So um, he's actually uh, an English Rakugo performer. Uh, oh, well, he speaks cool. English, but he's, uh, he's American. But uh, he spent time in Japan, like, and like it's. Uh, I've the thing is, I read uh, Akane Banashi, and I kind of wanted to learn a bit more about Rakugo, and I knew about this entertainer, so I was like, I'll, I'll do a little bit of research. I'll watch one of his videos, see if I can get like a bit more of an insight into what it is, and like, I think I understand it a bit more. But okay. uh, it's yeah, it's worth it's worth checking out what Rakugo is outside of this manga as well, just because just to educate yourself a little bit more as well. But that sounds really sly. <laughs> just educate yourself. But learn, like, brush up on the, the stuff. Uh, on the back stuff. of that, though, I was just thinking, I w- if there's anyone out there who has, like, experience, like, they already knew what Rakugo was, like, I wonder what they think of this. Do you know what I mean? Like, because in that sense, you've just given an example of a real-life Rakugoka, right? Yeah. American who went to Japan and, and does Rakugo. That's cool. So I wonder what people who actually know about Rakugo think of this. You know, like that would be interesting. I don't know how I'd find that out, but you know, I think it. Like, I reckon, like for creating this kind of series, you do want to lend some realism to it. So I imagine they probably did do their research and probably talked to like actual Rakugoka. Uh, you'd hope they would have, <laughs> like, when creating this series, like to give that sense of realism. But um, who knows? I, I'm not exactly sure what uh, a storyteller's way of. Uh, creating a story is through this sort of thing, but that's that's general the means of it. And you talk yeah. to someone within this profession, write about what you know at the end of the day, exactly, um, or learn about it. So, but yeah, um, yeah, hundred percent agree with Nathan. I recommend this a lot. It's a very good read. Yeah, 
and it's got so much more to go as well so look forward to that like we do but we still have one more series to talk about and this one is basically what sparked the idea for this whole episode pepe was really into this and told me to go and read this pretty much as soon as he finished the first chapter so i'll uh i'll let you take it away pepe so um shora shorten is uh basically um the story of uh this one kid called uh azemashi who uh like you get like a little bit of his past like um like he's he's really into his um comedy basically he's good at writing jokes and he's uh every week he submits um like a joke to this uh show is it a radio show or a tv show i think it's a tv show it's basically like a he submits a quick joke i think it's normally like a one-liner or something it's a one-liner yeah because they ask like oh um what is it you've been sentenced to life a life sentence in prison what have you been sentenced for and he submits puns and uh like punchlines to this show and basically he's famous on the show, like on the undercover alias of uh, Everyday Shijimi. Uh, yes, so I was I pronounced it wrong the whole time. I thought it was Everyday <laughs> Shimji for the longest, uh, but I only realized today it's pronounced that way. But yeah. he's famous on the show because he's submitted so many of these, and he basically um, wins answers. every time. <laughs> exactly, he wins every time. So he's famous for this, and but the problem is he's got horrendous stage fright. So like uh, like even this show has contacted him from the email saying hey, we'd love for you to actually come onto this TV show and we'd love to actually meet you. But then he declines just because he has this horrible stage fright. But fast forward a little bit, um, the the school he's at, he uh, they're putting on a like, school festival kind of thing and there's a stand-up stage. Um, and uh, someone submits a form, like, uh, as in actually's... Uh, I hope I pronounced that right. As a bitch, yeah. <laughs> As a bitch. What am I thinking? I'm thinking of the train station. Okay, <laughs> Machi. <laughs> um, anyway, um, As a uh, like uh, he works on the student council, and uh, they get a form through one day. Uh, but he uh, about a person who submitted to be in this uh, comedy festival is a manzai duo, but he hasn't actually f- completely f- submitted the form. So Azumichi's goal is like go down there, find this person, um, like see what's going on. <laughs> he walks into the classroom, and that's where he meets um, Taiyo Higashikata, and <laughs> this guy is dressed in like a full-on costume, like the most bizarre costume ever. <laughs> and this Azumichi's reaction is like, okay, yeah, that's definitely him over there. <laughs> that's this guy. Um, long story short, like uh, basically uh, Higashikata finds out that. Uh, as a match, as a Michi, oh my god, I'm <laughs> apologies, but as a Michi is um, everyday, Shijimi. Shijimi, yeah, yeah, uh, <laughs> thank what you. is it? Because you you win, you win a USB with your joke on it, and someone bumps into him and he drops his like pencil case or something, but for some reason, it's just a pencil case filled with these USBs, and for whatever reason, he's carrying it around everywhere, yeah. <laughs> and uh, that's how uh Higashikata finds out about um Azumichi's uh alter <laughs> alter ego if you will because like um this he's famous at this point every day she uh is like famous on this tv show so uh Higashikata finds out and he's like oh please make a make a manzai duo of me we'll absolutely smash it like your jokes are incredible but again Azumichi has stage fright and he's like no I can't do it I'll decline um a lot of stuff goes down uh, and eventually, Azumichi agrees to go on stage with him. 
and uh, they have like he overcomes his stage fright a little bit, but in the weirdest way. <laughs> and they actually make like an amazing duo. They like perform at the school festival. It's incredible, and then they kind of form a manzai duo from there on. Yep. Uh, that's the that's the <laughs> that's like the first chapter summed up a little bit. Apologies for just stumbling over myself the whole freaking time. <laughs> Nathan's better at this than I am, so please bear with me with that. But yes, Manzai in manga. Yeah, it's um, like we said before. Is it? It's interesting because it's another hard to really illustrate. I feel like kind mm. of manga. Like, how do you? portray stand-up comedy like that do you know what i mean like oh god yeah it's um it's a tough one because i feel like again this is the thing with um banzai as well like it's very very different to stand-up comedy in the uk or us like it's like yeah and i've always found this with manzai i've never really got it like I, I knew about it before i read this manga unlike rakugo who i had to kind of do my research it, it needs to be said manzai is like the normal Japanese stand-up comedy. So, like, if you've seen any Japanese stand-up, it was probably Manzai. So, like, I think most people have a small frame of reference. But it's like Pepe said, like, it's just, I don't get it. <laughs> I feel like that's what everyone says. I don't get yeah. it. Yeah. For anyone that doesn't know what Manzai is, it's basically like um, two performers on stage. Usually one of them is a straight, straight man. The other one is, like, the funny one. And that they sort of like it's basically all about bouncing off each other, creating these sketch elements. Like again, very much like Rakugo telling a story sometimes. But the stories are all around misunderstanding and like very quick back and forth. Yeah, puns, like literally throwing any any form of comedy that you can out there. Rakugo is very much focused on the storytelling, very traditional, whereas this is very like in your face, throw anything at the wall, like stand up stuff. It's uh it, it can be wacky as fuck. It's wacky as anything. <laughs> I feel like that's the closest thing to stand-up con- comedy that we'd understand about Manzai is that it's about the bit, right? Yes. You know, so it's like, yeah. okay, it's the joke. It's the setup. You do- That's the part you understand, but it's also like really just kind of strange. <laughs> yeah, it's, um, it's an interesting way of like getting about it. Because I remember when I first read this, again, no clue Manzai, not a massive fan of it. Never really understood it. But what really is great about this manga is, in my opinion, the storytelling and the characters that come through with it. Yeah. Um, like, I think that this is this is something that really reminds you of Bakuman as well. Bear in mind as well that the illustrator for this is uh, Takashi Obata. Yeah, I was about to mention, like, Obata-sensei, like, that their art is just always on point. Incredible, incredible artist, iconic within uh, the whole like manga universe. Like, he's done, for those who don't know who he is, he's done Death Note, Bakuman, he's done uh, Hikaru Nogo, I believe, as well, which is a um, Go series. I believe it's Go. <laughs> but um, oh, Platinum End as well, obviously. Yeah, like, he's, their art, Obata-san's art is iconic. Like, you, you would definitely see show our show 10 and be like i i've seen that somewhere those series are where you'll see it that's that's what actually drew me in about it because i saw the art and i was like this is definitely from the guy <laughs> drew death note <laughs> and uh Bakuman. you can tell instantly about it and honestly like the art is incredible in this like, the, the characters reactions especially while they're performing the manzai is <laughs> it's next oh, it's, they are, are so <laughs> they are so good they are so good 
Yeah, that's why, like, I think um, even though uh, Azumichi is a very shy character, <laughs> it, it lends it even more when he goes from this shy character being on stage and doing these absolutely ridiculous reactions as well. There's this one sketch that uh, I, um, what was it that they did? I think it's in chapter three or four, uh, where it's about uh, <laughs> this... Um, his kid that goes to a petting zoo. Oh, that one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and like uh, where he's going around and every animal ends up biting him. But every time he gets bitten, he does this absolutely ridiculous reaction. Oh, <laughs> mate, that's such a good... <laughs> Again, as a person that doesn't understand Manzai at all, I actually really found that funny. Like, like, it's like usually this thing wouldn't translate over that well uh, for Western audiences. I feel like that, that sketch fit because that was almost like a slapstick kind of thing rather yeah, than like stand up yeah but um, i think slapstick is like a universal kind of comedy like everyone kind of understands someone like getting hurt by something <laughs> it's so true um but the thing is with this series as well like i think these two characters have to overcome a lot as a duo as well yes. like, they're thrown into situations that they're so far out of their comfort zone so it's not like whereas um, Akane Banashi, you see that uh, Akane she, has a lot. She of basically skill. had like a head start because she was like directly related to the the medium. Whereas, mm. like Pepe said, these two they're just people who like comedy and sort of want to do it, and they know some stuff, but it turns out they don't know as much as they think. So I guess it's kind of more relatable in that sense because it's like. It's it's almost as if you are them as well, you know. You're learning as they're learning. Hmm. It's because like they clearly have the potential to do comedy, because uh, it comes out as well that um, Higashikata is actually a famous actor, yeah. like a child actor, like who's like ama- He had like a really big hit on a TV show, but then he just quit acting. Like for, I won't go into reasons because technically it's spoilers. Um, but like he quit acting, and that that's so it kind of lends it a little bit. You got this person who's has incredible stage fright. But is a is an amazing writer, like comedy writer. Yeah, and then you've got someone who is an amazing actor and has a great stage presence, but is terrible at jokes. Yeah, <laughs> so like it is like this duo like lend themselves to each other really well, and you you kind of see like even though they are great at what they do in their own respective like individualities, uh, when it comes to being on stage and actually performing manzai, you see them progress and like literally they're thrown into the deep end in certain situations doing gigs you have to you have to know the scene the comedy scene it, to actually like, it's funny it. because i wanted to say this back when we were talking about akane but hmm. it's basically the first almost the first issues that they run into are exactly the same yes it's knowing your audience right yes and exactly. tailoring your style to the people you're performing to it, it's so funny that coincidentally both comedy series have the same first issue <laughs> i mean that's that's literally it as well like i think when you look at the professions of comedy like it, like rakugo and manzai respectively even stand-up it is always gonna be a thing of knowing your audience and knowing yeah. how well to sell your jokes and when you're an amateur you wouldn't have that yet you know you wouldn't know how to do that yet because you haven't been on stage you haven't done it yet so Mm. it makes sense but it's just also like really funny that coincidentally like very early on in both that's both of their problem i think it's like uh it kind of reminds me a little bit of bakuman again whereas obviously when um 
when the ah uh, oh, I can't remember their name now. <laughs> they make a duo, don't they? Yeah. Um, either way, yeah, the main characters that they uh, like when they get their first submission in Jump, there's always the thing like knowing your target audience, knowing how to create a story, what like to keep people going. Uh, like keep people keep people hooked and it's very it's a very similar situation within these two mangas i feel like yeah. um it's all about no like you said knowing your audience no know, knowing what jokes are gonna land like try like, and obviously within uh shoha shoten there's uh there's a lot of other duos that are in this competition like trying to make it big within the manzai world yeah and <laughs> like you see you see their performances as well and you feel like oh how uh uh, Azabichi and Higashikata are going to compare to these guys. What are they going to bring up that's actually going to trump these other duos? And you see other duos' style of comedy as well. And it's really interesting to see like how these things go down. I will say, though, although both series run into the same problem, they dealt with it differently. Mm. Whereas Akane needed training, she couldn't figure it out. Azamichi actually knows he has to tailor his jokes to the audience. They just haven't quite figured it out yet it's interesting that although you know you have the same issue you go about it differently it's, it's good like i think that's what i like about these two series right now is that yeah sure they're like within the comedy entertainment world but they're they're like the stories are very very different from each other yeah and it's not like it's not like oh i'm reading two series that feel exactly the same you're like oh okay these two series have differences and like you can appreciate them for what they are individually um the only my only gripe with uh Shoa Shoten is that um some of the characters in it do like I know we were saying they feel a bit tropey and uh, like a kind of an actually it doesn't feel fall into too many tropes, but the characters in Shoa, like it kinda some of them kind of feel a bit like uh it it takes out of the realism a little bit. See, for me, I actually like that some of them are tropey because I feel like it plays more into the comedy aspect like the fact that it's the comedy world and it's sort of like well yeah you you would get yeah. those types of characters yeah my <laughs> okay my uh, like with the characters that are shown early on in the series as well um i think i don't have any problems there but i the latest chapter of uh yeah i thought that's where this was gonna go right there's there's i won't reveal too much but there's this one character that is very much uh, like yeah, um... a despicable person. Like written, they are written perfectly because you're meant to hate him, from what I can gather. Yeah, and I do absolutely hate this character. <laughs> like the personality, the character design, the design of it, like everything about this character, you just hate him. Um... You would loathe this character, and you're again, you're probably supposed to. So it's really well written, really well illustrated. Everything's done perfectly. Because it's yeah. achieved what it's supposed to, but it doesn't mean that you don't hate this guy. Yeah, and again, like obviously, there's storytelling. You have to have like, um, what was it, some like a villain at some point. Yeah. Um, but this villain that they've introduced right now kind of feels like <laughs> I don't know. It's like unnecessarily. It's a, yeah, like, it's a bit camp. overkill, isn't it? Like, it's a bit overkill. That's my one problem with it. Um, and realistically when you had bakuman for example you had over the top characters all the freaking time yeah <laughs> like uh, so like i can kind of like obviously it's a different story story writers so like bear that in mind but um i don't know that was that's my only gripe with one of the characters like obviously as comes up against certain like problems as well what was it his because his dad doesn't see 
comedy as a proper job either. Yeah, and that's explained as well. Um, but we won't spoil it for you. Go and read it if you're interested. But there is like a specific reason why his dad is against them being stand-up comedians. And um, both both of the main characters, uh, Azumichi and Higashikata, both have like backstories as well of why they want to do this. Yeah. So again, I won't go into too much detail about it, but um, yeah, definitely check it out if you want to read about that as well. But yeah, like, any other thoughts on this uh, on the show, Nathan? It's given me a greater understanding of Manzai. I still yeah. don't think I get Manzai like properly. Not like the concept of it, but like actual like Manzai comedy s- scenes. I don't think I'd get it, but that might also be because you know don't speak the language i don't have there's a certain level of comprehension that isn't there yeah. for me um yeah but uh yeah i at least can appreciate another unconventional manga that is teaching me about something i didn't know about before again that's sort of the theme of this episode is that these unconventional manga are about things that i've never i might not have heard of or i have very little understanding of and now i get it kind of mm. Again, like props to the translator of this series as well, yeah. Because it, it falls into the same thing as um, Akane Benashi does, that uh, like it's a lot of translating jokes which may not exactly land for a Western audience, and obviously they've done really well with that. Um, and I think like like you said as well, like if I watched a Manzai performance, like translated, obviously because I don't speak Japanese, <laughs> um, <laughs> like if I were to watch, I don't even think I don't think I would get like it's still a lot for me to take in with that. Um, but the seeing Katsura Sunshine's Rakugo that he does, I kind of get a better understanding of what it's like as obviously because he's doing Rakugo but in the like English language. Yeah. So I kind of get it a little bit more. I think if I saw Manzai in English language, it'd probably be a very weird experience. <laughs> like I feel like the closest thing we have to Manzai in the West is like a comedy sketch show. Yes, it is exactly that. Yeah. And you know, like it's when you watch those kind of shows, especially the ones we had back in the day, a lot of the jokes are misses. Like it's not always funny. A lot of the sketches are kind of crap. And you know, it's very hit or miss. And I feel like that's the only way I truly understand Manzai is like, it's one of those comedy duos from back in the day mm-hmm. that did a sketch show. Yeah. It's the closest thing that we'll have there. Like if I think it's very hard to put a comedy duo live on stage in the West. Yeah. Um, like the clo- Yeah. As you said, the closest thing would be for via sketch shows. Like, I don't think I know any comedians. I don't like, know. I, a think... sketch- I don't know a comedy duo in the UK. Most I th- comedians yeah. I know are like solo. Even then, the ones I do know, like comedians, are like sort of maybe like Flight of the Concords, for example. But even then, yeah. like musical comedy, like it's a very it's very different from just normal stand up. Uh, God, it's yeah, it's a tough one. It's uh, it's just at the end of the day, it's um, different cultures. I I think that's also what is the barrier to entry. It, in all of this, I think the ultimate thing that stops Pepe and I from of truly appreciating and understanding the jokes and what is the cultural differences between yeah. like everyday life for a Japanese person and everyday life that we live. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's like crossover in things, but like, you know, 
the minutia and the fine details is what really differs and that's probably why we'll never find it funny because we haven't experienced that kind of life so true yeah exactly that um but yeah but i know we can all learn stuff i guess <laughs> at the very <laughs> least you'll learn uh, more about the japanese comedy world like you know like sort of the ins and outs of stand-up comedy how people gain their fame or reputation you know that kind of stuff so it's learning in it in in a fun way because you're reading manga the thing is the thing that drives these two series for me right now is very much the story and the characters yeah um like I, like if it was just if i was just reading it for the rakugo or the manzai i probably would be a bit like eh. but i what i really do appreciate with these series is the storytelling that comes with it and that's what really drives it home yeah they're both very well written the characters are really well-rounded like and again like we said both art styles are just fantastic so they're great packages it's just it has to be said that showa show 10 is like a monthly one so go and read it we do recommend it but you will get caught up probably fairly quickly that's the one thing i have because especially with those first four chapters that came out with uh Shoha, i was like i've I got to a point where like it was left on the cliffhanger and i was like i really want to read the next chapter of this but it's a month away <laughs> <laughs> there's certain series that are like monthly where i'm like oh okay cool. like i'll realize oh a new chapter's out that's cool i didn't realize that but as if this one i know for a fact that like what is it every like third of the month third day of the month like they release the new monthly manga and i'm always like yeah i want to read next chapter of uh, See, showa. It, that's a showa shoten was one of those where i hadn't started straight away so when mm-hmm. i started reading it i think there was three chapters out at that point yeah. and i i appreciated that because i could go and just read three chapters straight away you know what i mean like and then i fell behind on it for quite a while again so when i came back there was like probably like another four chapters or something i was like wicked yeah exactly. there's, there's plenty <laughs> to read or something you know what i mean it's kind of like, you know, when you're watching a TV series and um, yeah. like it comes out weekly and you drop off it for a couple of weeks and then you're like, oh, crap, like, I'll, I'll uh, catch up on that now. And there's, there's always like a good episode. And you're like, oh, OK, I can watch the next episode straight away. <laughs> yeah, like, like um, that's what happened with me in Showa is that like I read it and then I stopped just before they go to their first competition outside of the school. Oh, yeah, yeah. And then when I came back, like the whole th- that whole section was done. And I was like, oh, cool. Yeah. I got to read that whole thing. That was a nice little bundle. Um, even even with it being monthly, there's still like, what was it, 48 pages per chapter? So yeah, they, you they always get have a good amount lengthy. of content. Yeah, you'll, you'll have a good read of it as well. There's enough there's enough room to get a good story in with that. You never feel like you're shortchanging for a bit. Yeah. But yeah, anything else you got to say about these two series, Nathan? Um, nothing really besides the usual, here it comes. Go and read them. We highly recommend both of these series. We, you know, we've had some series that were like, eh, whatever. Mm-hmm. These, both of these, seriously though, I wholeheartedly recommend. They're really good. And I hope both of these continue for quite a while. Yeah, same here. I really look forward to seeing what these series do in the future. But yeah, well, guys, uh, thank you for listening. Uh, as always, remember to find us on all podcast platforms. And I guess we'll see you next time. Catch you later. Bye.